This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated with another True Crime of Insurance Fraud number 24 entitled The Trees That Washed Away. I present these videos so you can learn how insurance fraud is perpetrated and what is necessary to defeat or deter insurance fraud. Northern San Diego County, California is avocado country. Trees grow everywhere. The heavy green fruit is a cash crop in an area that cannot resist guacamole. The hills and valleys of California were once the bottom of the sea. Bedrock at best is sandstone. The soil is thin and porous. It's perfect for growing avocados because it drains well. Avocado farmers irrigate the roots to have enough but not too much water. The farmers cannot, however, control the rain. If Southern California receives one of its rare, real rainstorms, the soil turns to viscous slime. Gravity moves the hillsides into the valleys. Property owners rebuild and replant regularly. Topographical maps becoming accurate after five to ten years. Mapping companies to keep current get aerial photographs as often as once every three years. The insured was a successful businessman. He made his fortune in manufacturing. The insured sold his business and, wanting to be a gentleman rancher, purchased a 50-acre avocado ranch on a hillside in northern San Diego County. He planted the hill with trees ranging in age from three to eight years. All bore the Haas variety of avocado. The insured irrigated with a drip irrigation system that provided the right amount of water to create the maximum amount of crop. The insured knew nothing about avocado ranching. He intended to learn on the job. He did not need the income from the crop to survive. He could live a life of luxury without any income from the ranch. He was a businessman. He understood that agriculture was a risky business. Risks he understood. The purchase of insurance is used to spread risks from one person to many. He went to his corporate broker, told the broker of his concerns, and got a policy insuring him against the loss of the trees. He had talked with his neighbors and knew from his experience that the risk faced by an avocado rancher was the loss of trees from fire or an overabundance of rain. The broker he used was the same broker who handled his manufacturing business, a major multinational brokerage firm with the purchasing power to insure anything their clients desired. The insured told his broker what he wanted. The insurer created a special policy by adding to the normal perils of fire, lightning, windstorm, and hail, the peril of rain. At the time he bought the policy, the insured knew that his ranch had lost a mudslide half its trees six years before. 
he also knew most of the trees fell down the hill five years before that. The insurer in the application for insurance only asked if the insured had incurred any prior losses. Since he was a new owner of this property, he replied, New venture, no losses. The insurer issued the policy, and for six months the insured enjoyed his leisure and supervised his small staff of farmhands. The insured harvested his first crop in February. The proceeds equaled his expenses. He was a happy man. In March, the rains came. First, the gentle Southern California shower that dropped an inch of rain in 48 hours and turned the hillside green with new grass. Then the remnants of Typhoon Henry pulled up along the Southern California shore and stopped. Water dropped from the sky as if a giant tap had opened. Raindrops didn't fall, they cascaded out of the sky. The hillside became saturated within the first hour. The hill could absorb no more water. The rain continued. Rivers formed in every crease of every hill. The once stable hillside began to slide. Chunks of earth 50 feet wide and 10 feet deep would pop off the hillside and fall to the valleys below. Looking up through the rain, the insured saw his neat row of avocado trees began to waver. Straight lines of trees danced like an out-of-control conga line down the hillside. By the end of the day, only 200 of his 10,000 trees still stood on his hillside. The remainder were in the pasture of his downhill neighbor with their roots pointing to the sky. When the rain stopped, the insured called his broker to report a loss as a result of rain. The trees had a fair market value between $50 and $300 each. The insured could purchase them from commercial nurseries at various stages of development. The law seemed a simple one to resolve. The insurer could not question from the reports of the Weather Bureau that the loss of the trees would not have occurred but for the unusual rain. The insurer was faced with a massive loss. California law bound it to conduct a thorough investigation before rejecting the claim. The insurer learned that aerial photographs taken regularly were available. They purchased those photographs of the insured's property going back 30 years before the loss. Surprised, the insurer found that in every 10-year span, portions of the hillside and its trees washed away. After each storm, the person owning the property replanted the trees. The insurer documented seven landslides destroying trees in the 30 years before the issuance of its policy. Since the first insurance policy was written on a clay tablet in ancient Sumeria, insurers and insureds have recognized that it is a business of the utmost good faith. For an insurance contract to be effective, the insurer must be fully informed of the risk it is taking. 
If the insurer is deceived, whether intentionally or unintentionally, the contract will not survive. Good faith requires the insured to reveal everything he knows about the risk that would be material to the decision of the insurer to insure or not insure him. Failure to reveal material facts is called concealment. When an insured conceals a material fact from the insurer, he is committing fraud in the inception of the policy. When an insured conceals or misrepresents a material fact in the presentation of a claim, then he has committed fraud. The insurer confronted the insured with the aerial photographs. They asked if he had known about the earlier landslides. He admitted knowledge of one or two prior slides. He claimed he did not his tell his insurer about the slides because they did not ask him, nor did he feel it relevant to the application for insurance and the presentation of his claim for the slide that was the subject of his claim for the loss of his trees. The claims man consulted with the underwriter. The underwriter said that he would never have written the policy had he known of the regularity with which the property suffered landslides. The only way he would insure the property was if the insured agreed to a specific exclusion for loss due to landslides, surface water, or excessive rain. The claims man sought advice of counsel. Counsel informed the insurer that the evidence it provided established a material concealment of fact. A concealment of material fact authorized an insurer in California to rescind a policy even if the concealment was innocent. If it wanted, the insurer could declare the policy void from its inception, never have it come in into existence and simply return the premium paid. Counsel further advised the insured, however, that the insured would almost certainly sue. The suit would include a claim for breach of the covenant of good faith and fair dealing and punitive damages. The suit would be expensive to defend. Counsel further advised that jurors, because of their dislike for insurers, had a tendency to ignore a clear statement of the law given to them by the court. Jurors more frequently found the need to punish insurers. The insurer's adjuster had counted all of the trees on the insured's land from the photographs and obtained a number of all of the trees owned by the insured. The adjuster was surprised when he noted that the number of trees claimed destroyed exceeded by a factor of three the amount that existed at the time of the rain. The insurer, with evidence that would support a rescission and evidence that would support a fraudulent claim decided to be practical rather than aggressively pursue its rights. Counsel met with the insured, showed that the number of trees counted from the aerial photographs showed less trees than those for which the claim was presented. Over a fine restaurant meal, the insured and counsel for the insurer settled the claim for the value of the trees counted in the aerial photographs, 
less the value of the remaining trees. Both considered the settlement to be favorable. The underwriters for the insurer vowed to never insure trees on a hillside again. This is not the type of fraud insurers normally face. There was no intent of the insurer to defraud the insurer when he acquired the policy, and he had no idea of the true number of trees since his purchase did not list a number of trees, and he never did an inventory. In fact, he did deceive the insurer, but he had none of the malice required to prove fraud with regard to acquisition of the policy. He did, however, overstate the number of trees he claimed lost. Paying his claim was an economic decision. If justice could have been done, the insured would have been paid nothing. The insurer appeared to have wasted its assets because it knew it was less expensive to settle than to fight. It was wrong, but the case settled, the claim settled, and the insurer and the insured went on to better things. This video was adapted from my book, Insurance Fraud Costs Everyone, which is available as both a Kindle book and a paperback from Amazon.com. Thank you for your attention.